Hello and welcome to Creativity Time. I'm Anya. And I'm Katie. And we are your hosts. Our guests today are Elise and Haley Adams. Elise and Haley are twin sisters living in Melbourne, Australia. The writer-producer duo recently teamed up to create the web series I Can't Even, a sketch comedy about two fangirls sharing an apartment. Okay, well, uh, let's, yeah, let's start with the tea. What, what tea is everyone drinking today slash tomorrow? Because you guys are in the future. Time travel. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really, really complicated how we got here. Um, <laughs> um, Elise, do you want to go first? I'll go first because mine's really boring. I'm just drinking green tea. We had other tea down there, but it's like loose leaf, and I don't really know how to make that, so I just <laughs> bag. <laughs> Elise, doesn't, Elise doesn't really drink tea, mm-hmm. so she also picked the one where she doesn't have to put milk in it. Yeah. She doesn't really like milk. We have a friend who works for T2. I don't know if that's a thing with you guys, but it's this mm. big tea chain store here, very fancy. Like, you can buy, you know, teacups for $100, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Um, so she would be horrified if I told her that I just had a bag tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at least she's using the cup from tea too. Yeah. So oh. she's kind of fancy. A little bit fancy. <laughs> um, and I have tea from tea too. That's, I don't know what the, its exact name is, but it's chocolate tea. Ooh. So it just basically smells like chocolate. It doesn't really taste like chocolate. It basically just tastes like regular tea. Mm -hmm. But if you smell it, it makes you think of chocolate. What tea are you guys drinking? What tea? Katie, why don't you go ahead? Um, I have rose green tea and it is a loose leaf in my giant (laughs) teapot that I have with me. It has little, like, actual little rose. Yeah, it has little rose buds in it. It's really cute. And I am drinking uh, rooibos tea with a cream and cinnamon and honey. I'm getting fancy today. Cause I got this tea when I was in Seattle. I was there a few weeks ago and we stumbled across this like South African tea shop and they did red tea lattes. So it was like they prepared it like a, you know, like a coffee or like a yeah. matcha latte or something, but with red tea, which I had never heard of before. And they put honey and cinnamon and it was so good. So I had to get some to bring home. Put in me a shame. Uh, green tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, normally I have like the, you know, Trader Joe's. Well, you guys don't have Trader Joe's, but like, no, we, yeah. no, we do. <laughs> okay. Well, we have. We yeah. have in our cabinet. We have like a bag of just random tea bags, and you never know what it's going to be when you put yeah. it in. And I've done that many times. Because <laughs> um, there's two of you. Do you want to like say your name, and oh, like, right. so we know who's who, kind of. Recognize the voices. Yes. Um, so I'm Elise, and I'm the the writer of I Can't Even. Okay. And I'm Haley, and I'm the producer. We're twins. Yeah. It's <laughs> got a Hogsmeade yeah. is for lovers t-shirt. Yeah, it's yeah. So cute. And I got my t-shirt at oh, like a Harry Potter convention. I reckon it was like the first one. Yeah, maybe Azkaban, which oh. was 2009. Or maybe a different right one. when very popular cool came out. Yeah, oh, okay. you guys seen it? Oh yes, yes, yeah. Seen yes. it. Well, times. we met them. We met them there <laughs> oh before, you, before they were big. That's so yeah. cool. It's like playing in the corridor. Oh. And this is, this T-shirt is a Remus and the Lupin or Remus the Remus Lupin's T-shirt. Yeah. It's one of his songs. Cute. It's for lovers. So our nerd cred is just like start rocketing right now. Yeah, jeez. I, I mean, forget the series that we made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not nerdy at all. Definitely not. No, Katie and I are very familiar with a very Potter musical. Our, um, we were on the same Quidditch team in college. That's how we met. And uh, it was oh, called. Good. It was called. That's in Canada. That's our. That was our team name. So. <laughs> there, one of, there was another team that had a very Potter reference. They were the Rumble Roars. Oh yeah. We had an alliance, Starkid Alliance. I wanted to go for Granger Danger, but nobody nobody went for that one for some reason. I don't know. So let's talk about creative stuff. Uh, when did you guys know that you wanted to pursue creative endeavors? Hmm. I guess for me, it's a bit more clear cut. I always liked reading and writing. Um, I know that even uh, like in eighth grade, you know, where you had, we had to do this speech about what you wanted to be when you grew up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I, I, you know, I did, oh, I want to be an author. <laughs> but even back then I had a complex about it. Like so many other people wanted to be that. And I was like, man, <laughs> these guys want to do it. I want to do it. 
<laughs> like, what are the chances? <laughs> and, I'll never be good I'll enough. I'll never be good enough. So even um, when I finished high school, we went to start uni. Um, I didn't really know what I was going to do. And it's only really, uh, like, after my first year, I think, actually, I, I told Haley, it's like, it's like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I like writing, but I'll never be good enough. And Haley was just kind of like, shut up. Uh, <laughs> if you want to do it, just do it. And I was like, ah, yeah, I guess you're right. And then that's when I started doing more creative writing classes and stuff. That was kind of the, the impetus for me to take it more seriously. I don't remember that conversation, I'm sure. <laughs> It was life-changing, Haley, so I'm sad you don't remember. Because <laughs> we were like, just pick the creative writing Yeah, I think classes. Haley was probably just fed up with me. <laughs> like, you have to fill your schedule with something. Yeah. <laughs> Practical side for Haley. Um, I guess for me, I, yeah, mine's a bit different because since I was in primary school, I'd wanted to be a primary school teacher, mm-hmm. and our parents are both teachers high school teachers and so I was like oh like I'll just be a teacher like that's just what you do when you're an adult because like all the adults that we knew were teachers because they're all our parents friends mm-hmm. and so I um finished uni and I was like yeah and no, I'm not finishing uni, finished high school and went to do an education degree and so I was looking at all the education club courses and I was like well I'll just go to the university that's known for education like that's obvious. And then I said, well, maybe if, you know, just to be a little, little bit lighter, I'll do a double degree and I'll do arts. And so I'll just do like media classes and, and stuff on the side. And so I started doing that. And in my first year, I just absolutely hated my education course. I was like, this is terrible. And my arts classes, like I was studying media and communications and film and TV. I was like, well, this is much nicer. And I just found it like, not only easier, but like better. So I was like, um, and I dropped education. And around that time, a friend of mine that I'd made at university left university to go to a different one for film. And I was like, oh, you can do that. You can do that. (laughs) And so him leaving and then like that and me wanting to drop education was like, oh, okay. I think I want to do something creative, film and television, but I knew, like, from Elise, I didn't, like, want to be a writer. I just knew because, like, Elise was doing that stuff and I knew what Elise could do. And I was like, well, I can't do that and I don't really want to write. So producing was like, okay, well, instead of organizing, like, a classroom, I'll just organize a crew. So then I, yeah, decided that I wanted to do producing and just sort of threw myself into my film and TV studying courses. And then um, when we finished at that university, we went on to a film university, both of us, um, simultaneously decided that we wanted to go to a film university at least wanted to do writing I wanted to do producing and so yeah I guess like really like the catalyst for both of us at the same time was when we finished high school and we were living overseas and so we moved back to Australia to do our university course and um uh, because of the we were on the American school system and Australia is on a different system so we had about six seven months free um, and we moved back and we moved in with our grandparents who lived quite far away from the city and uh, we were 18 we didn't have our license and so we we're really just stuck on a farm essentially for <laughs> seven months and yeah, the only thing to try and pass the time was to just watch like hours and hours <laughs> of TV. and that's and really then- like before that I mean we watched some TV shows and stuff but I mean I just read all the time I didn't really watch that much TV but it was something that we could do together to pass the time. So, yeah, we, like, got into Doctor Who and... We watched, we watched all of Dexter. The, yeah, I mean, that's the first Dexter. show that we watched, like, like, we binged it. And it was like we got through three seasons in a few weeks. Yeah. Later, and it was like, oh, TV. Yeah, kind of, that's like, I, like, I wonder if that hadn't happened, if we would be doing what we're doing now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really... So did uh, you guys live in America then? Or, no, or where, where, where were you living when you were abroad? Uh, okay, we'll give you the close to host version. Um, we moved uh, from Australia when we were nine to Kuwait for four years. And then okay. from Kuwait, we moved to Amsterdam for five years. So we did pretty much all of our primary and high school education overseas. And then, because, um, you know, uni is expensive, we came back to Australia because uh, we can 
don't have to pay as, yeah. as much. <laughs> makes sense. Um, so, yeah, we came back to Australia when we were 18 and we, we left when we were nine. So we, like, had spent half of our life overseas. And mm-hmm. um, so it was – but we have been to America quite a few times because, like, we traveled a lot and then we also, like, fell in love with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went across to, like, Harry Potter conventions. We um, made friends there. And we made friends the first one we went to while watching – very Potter musical people sing. Actually, that's probably why we became friends with these two girls. And we've got since gone and seen them like every year. So we have been to America quite a lot. Now, like all of the TV we watch is American and like mm-hmm. we're very Americanized, especially yeah. for Australians. Um, but yeah, we haven't actually like lived there. It's just okay. been a long time. Cool. Well, it was like grad school then to get your, to get your master's? Yeah. Yeah. We did a master's. Okay. Um, at VCA, which is part of Melbourne University here in Australia. It's a big film school. Um, yeah, so we both applied. Like, Hayley applied for a Master of Producing and I applied for a Master of Screenwriting. Yeah, getting into that course at the same time in the same school <laughs> was a bit of a coup. But um, mm-hmm. it was like, well, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> so at some point you decided that you were pretty serious about it then because, like, I mean, to go back to school and continue studying yeah because we both sort of realized well especially me I I mean as a writer you can kind of like I mean not really but you can almost like pave your own way and just like write Mm -hmm. but um producing is much more informational technical and Mm -hmm. I knew that if I was going to try and get an internship or something I was going to go up against people who had film degrees and I I just had a theory degree like we'd only done film theory. Did you plan to work together like before you ended up doing so? Yeah that was always our plan like so in our last year of our bachelor's we did the one practical film course that they offered where you um did a short film um at the end of it so we actually Haley had because I was not organised. Um, I had, like, a bunch of classes that hadn't, like, finished the units for or they were all kind of stopped and start. And to do this film the, uh, film practice one, you needed to have already done, like, two units of film, which I hadn't, I hadn't done. So Haley saw, like, a, I guess, did you see, like, a year before? Yeah. And knew that it was just like, okay. If I re- gonna... Oh, I realised, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, realised. Like, so Haley told me about it. It's like, hey, like, let's do this together okay, but you're going to need to do, like, two more film units in order for you to be able to do it. Um, so we, I did that and then got into the, the same class as her and we were in the same group. And um, Conveniently everyone... structured our group so that the script that was chosen was a Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you're like, you, you got into a group, we all had to write a script and I'm like, mine was terrible. And I like that. <laughs> it, was just, up, it was just trying too hard to be feminist. Um <laughs> And and we all had to write a script and then we had to pick a script in our group that we were going to produce, actually make. And it was like we all kind of did a bit of a voting system, but I was just a little bit more vocal, like, I really think we should do Elise's. <laughs> um, no one suspected com- you either, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't obvious at Not all. Not biased. <laughs> and so, yeah, we we got Elise's picked. I mean, I think it was the, the strongest one anyway. I think um, the other ones were good, but it's just mine was I did it as a mockumentary, so it was really achievable. low budget, achievable. Like, none of us had any actual filming skills, so it didn't need to look good. Yeah. The hook of it. it was about a girl uh, training for a Slurpee competition. <laughs> that sounds excellent. I really, really like Slurpees. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. Um, and, then, and then I was like, well, I'll produce it because, like, I want to do producing. So I guess that was, like, a testing ground. I mean, Yeah, but we knew that we'd be able to – work with each other because um like we've already we've always done that we've been in the same classes a lot like in primary school and high school and we would normally partner up or be in the same groups because it was just easier Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. like Haley would just do it for me (laughs) that's so nice you've got a built-in collaborator did the two of you do a lot of sort of creative collaborations growing up or was it mostly kind of once you got into college and started doing producing and yeah. writing. I don't think, I guess we didn't do that much creative. Yeah, no. Haley wasn't into it as much and I would just write my own stories um, for, for myself, really. Although I guess I would always generally give them to Haley to read. Yeah, mm-hmm. but because we didn't like make, we weren't making them, we were just reading them. Like it yeah. was not as collaborative. 
I mean, yeah, it wasn't until we were like, oh, we should do film and stuff that we actually started working creatively. I mean, otherwise it was just more like, yeah, I saw ahead in advance that Elise needed to do this film class courses and I was like, well, I've already done them, so here's my essays. <laughs> so we kind of, you know, collaborated that way. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't until we actually, yeah, made this short film and then decided to make um, our web series that we were really creatively linked. But we always we had, like, the same taste in a lot of things, so... Mm-hmm. It wasn't like hard for us. It was like we yeah. Were I think to the different the things. plan like once we applied for grad school, it was with the mindset of okay, eventually you know one day we'll be able to run our own show or you know we will work together. Mm-hmm. Power duo. Yeah. Yeah. It's so awesome. Uh, so, what brought about the web series and like how did the process look like working together creatively? How how did that look? Well, so we were halfway through our masters we knew that we kind of wanted to make something that showcased both our talents and demonstrated that uh we were a team together um so we kind of bounced ideas about what we would do but really when we went to here in melbourne they had the first online video awards um so we we went to that and we kind of just saw um all these different web series and talked to a bunch of people there and just kind of realized that most of them were people our age and they just kind of had decided to do it like the kind of can do attitude mm-hmm. and so kind of the next day I was like wow yeah I think you know why can't we do something like that and so Haley's like okay let's make a web series together and Haley just gave me kind of um, constraints on what it could be she said you know Probably two characters. We don't want it to be any more than two people. It should be two girls because we're feminists. <laughs> and um, ideally happen in one room, one location, so to keep it really small. And, um, yeah, then I came up with the idea of it being kind of two fangirls and that each episode would be about a different fandom. Um, it happened pretty quickly. Like Once I came up with that idea, I wrote three episodes I think in one day, actually, because they're just short. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and then, the, the other constraint was they must be under three minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, Haley's like, yeah, they can't <laughs> be any further than, yeah, same amount of time. Um, so I did, so I wrote the first few drafts, and then I was like, here you go, Haley, and then I left. <laughs> and I was like, you organise the rest. Because <laughs> I knew, I guess, logistically, so I was halfway through my degree, and I, so I produced a short um and sort of was like, okay, well, I basically know, you know, what I, the bare minimum that I need. And now at film school, I know, we know all these people who are looking to like do it and would probably, you know, want to have fun and, and do it with us. So if we sort of, if we started to build a structure, we could, we could get people to help us. Um, it wouldn't be that hard or it sh- shouldn't be that hard. Really. Um, and so, Elise, yeah, wrote the scripts and, and we already, so back when we did our first short film about the slips girl training for a Slurpees, we had to audition people, obviously, to, to get our cast and this girl who we end up casting as the lead, her name's Louise, um, she, like, we, we, lo- we loved her. I mean, she came in and auditioned and Elise was like, that's her, that's, mm-hmm. that's the lead. And she was like, I want her. And so we cast her and um, it was just like, we were on set filming and, like, what would you start talking about? Uh, I think it was Allegiant, like, the third book in the Divergent series mm-hmm. had just come out. So we were talking about that. And it and just sort of, like, snowballed and all of a sudden we realised that she was, like, a big. massive fangirl and loved, like, Harry Potter and everything. Like, oh, wow, you're, you're really awesome. And so we, like, at least kept in contact with her for a while and then she became, like, a proper friend. And so that was the point when we were making the web series and we were like, well, obviously we can cast Louise. Like, obviously yeah, Louise. Yeah, so I wrote the role of M for her, but we still needed to cast Lex. So it was like, okay, well, we already have, like, half of the cast, so we only need to find one girl. And it was really, actually, really hard to find Lex. Um, it took, took us, a like, long time. We did a lot of auditions and we, like, scouted and we di- didn't know Tiana until, we like, she auditioned. And then she came in and she was great and we're like, oh, she's a really, she's a legitimate fangirl as well. And mm-hmm. so it all just started to like fall into place. Um, we had a director friend and Elise was writing the scripts and he was helping her sort of figure them out. And yeah, I guess 
creating the show was um, we had a lot of different people work on it, which I think is unusual to other web series. Like, because if you look at our skill set, I'm the writer, Haley's the producer. We created the show, but we like that's literally all we can do. Like, you should see me on set. I'm so useless. Like, I just make food for people. <laughs> I have no practical skills. And uh, kind of yeah, Haley can organize everything, but she's not, you know, operating the camera or anything like that. I didn't direct. Um, didn't direct or anything like that. So each episode we had different directors, different DOPs, um, a, a lot of different people, which I think is different from, I think, especially literary web mm-hmm. series. Yeah. Core, core crew. Yeah, because I guess normally the creator will direct, write, and direct and potentially edit. Like, we didn't even edit any of these. No. <laughs> um, so our creative process would went from, like, two people from us would be doing the scripts, but then it would just, would like, we'd bring in a director for an episode and they would go through the script. And then it was just like, okay, well, this is the team. And we would, they would all rock up on the day and we would mm. But we it. still uh, still had final say over everything. Like, we were the creator. So we're, I guess because we, we love TV so much, mm-hmm. we're operating on a... TV showrunner model where, you know, they delegate a lot. They don't mm-hmm. actually – the TV showrunner is normally just a writer, really, um, but they still have creative control over everything. They're very much like producer writers. So instead of being one person, we were two, two people. So, yeah, um, and we knew that would make it easier for us because I guess, mm-hmm. like, you're making it schedules are, are really hard to organize. But um, if it's just really like us and we're kind of – we can rotate our crew – um, it was going to be a lot easier to schedule for everyone. Um, that's, that was just a practical reason for actually being able to change. And then also the way Elise had written all the episodes, it was like, oh, they're not narratively linked particularly, so they can have a different style, they can have a different director. Anybody can watch one and not get the other. So our directors mm-hmm. didn't even necessarily know the other episodes. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't mm-hmm. have if that we released them all in one go. Yeah, like there was one director who knew a couple of them because he, ed- he directed two and he edited a couple. But, like, most people just knew the episode that they made. They didn't necessarily know the other episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, just made, it just made it, like, easier to separate things out and just organise accordingly. Um, so the creative process was just everywhere. Yeah, I think you are able to kind of balance the stress more, although Haley probably – I didn't really have any stress to balance <laughs> – um, it was really Haley doing most of it, yeah. but because we are so close, um, I mean, I think we got into some fights about it, but not anything big. No. Really, only the only time we would have fought was about uh, getting drafts done. But as I would like to remind you, Haley, I did hand in all the drafts on time. It's just like <laughs> I like to work to the end of a deadline, so. I would send them to her at, you know, 11.59. Like, it's in! <laughs> so you were, Haley, setting, you were setting the deadlines, Haley, for the writing? Yeah, Haley set me deadlines. It's the only way I can work. I can't really yeah. write without a deadline. So. Me neither. <laughs> I need yeah. someone to set me deadlines. Someone set me deadlines. <laughs> yeah, because when we, when we started, like, so she, yeah, as you said, she wrote three scripts in one day. Like, she mm. wrote the first drafts. And then yeah. it was like, well, we're going to do three episodes and you do more and stuff. And I, we kind of went through a few months of sort of, well, we were overseas and we, she was writing and stuff like that. And, and it was like, okay, when we get back, we're going to do it. I mean, we also did a pilot episode and then we took like a big break and she wrote more episodes and stuff. So, but yeah, it got to the point where I was like, well, if we're going to do this, we need to have a schedule because we were, we were shooting, like we did a three week block where we shot three episodes over three weekends. Yeah. We just shot on the weekends. And so we had one th- two different directors over three episodes and it was like well if this is all going to sort of fall in place these scripts all need to be ready at different points in time and they need to go to the directors and they need to go to the cast at particular times they need to go to the cinematographer so it was like well counting backwards like this needs to be in this time this needs to be in this time and so we had to sort of yeah, meanwhile, we were still studying during this. So I so I was sort of, like, constructing calendars and being like, well, we need this many weeks and this many times, and so at least you need to have this script due by this date and stuff. So it, And it was like, you have to hand it in by that date because then it needs to go to the director. So, like, we need to have all these schedules. Um, and also it was just like I knew that we had to do that for Elise. Like, I just knew that she wasn't going to do it as a deadline. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, but yeah, she like sent it to me at midnight and was like, what? I'm going to bed. Like, I'm not even going to be able to read this now. Might as well have handed this tomorrow morning. Like, today <laughs> should make your wording more clear. <laughs> but it worked. Um, yeah. So like, when we, when Haley gave me the constraints of what the episodes should be, like you know, two people only, one room, mm-hmm. three four minutes. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, cool, that's good. I can do that. And we did it for maybe like the first three episodes, and then like they started getting longer and bigger and different <laughs> locations um so I think like our, our Star Wars one like that one um was originally just going to be in a room and they were just going to be fighting with plastic lightsabers mm-hmm. but because we had so many different crew on the episode so when we figured out who the director was going to be for that one He's like, oh, I know this guy who does special effects. Um, he could probably do the lightsaber effects if you want it. And we're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That'd be so cool. Like, that is possible? Because yeah, we, we we'd only shot the pilot by the time when I was getting him on board. Like, we hadn't shot other ones. Yeah. And he was, and I, I just told him what the episode was about because he'd already had the script. Mm-hmm. And he was, oh, I was like, oh, do you want to do this one? Because you're a, like, he, I found out he was a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, well, I wasn't going to give him the Twilight episode. And I wasn't going to give him, like, because I was just like, you can't really relate to these episodes, but you can relate to the Star Wars one. And so he said, yeah, yeah. And I told him what it was about. Yeah. And he said, oh, we do special effects. And I was like, uh. So I, I had had the meeting with him, and I came back and told Elise. And we were both like, that'd be so cool. <laughs> like, How do we do this? And then so we were like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And then, uh, we had met someone while we were in America who was Australian um, and he was now back in Melbourne as well and we found out that through his company he had access to a white room, as in like it was three walls all painted white. I was like, oh my God, that'd be so cool if it was like, you know, this alternative reality Mm -hmm. where they appeared on there. So the episode got way bigger than I'd ever originally written. Um... But it made it so much cooler. Yeah, also because we also all tried to film each episode in one day, which we mainly did. But then that one, because we had two locations, it was like, oh, we have to do two days. That was the first time we started to get like a bit bigger, and we had like we had a fight coordinator. Yeah, we had a fight coordinator for that. Oh, she came in, taught the girls all these. Because moves. I mean, look, Louise and Tiana will not deny that as nerds, they are also <laughs> not great athletes. <laughs> <laughs> They were like reading the script and they were like, we can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> just make it up on the spot. <laughs> she's like, no, no, no. We don't need somebody to teach us how to do this. Like, we are actresses, but we don't have fight training. She's like, oh, oh no. Like, okay, you need to find a fight coordinator. Like, how are we going to do that? But actually, it wasn't. She was amazing. She was awesome. She came in and she told, told the girls. I mean, like, she wanted to know, like, what sort of swords we were and I was like well they're lightsabers like we're not <laughs> and so then she kind of like devised a way to do it and taught the girls how to I mean the girls had one one session with her and she wasn't even there on the day of filming um and they did they we did so them. well um mm-hmm. and <laughs> now they have a fight sequence yeah. and, and then we had like cool hair and makeup as well yeah and we oh, had a like, special effects guy on set as well sort of trying to figure out the best way to, to do everything and make sure it was going to look right on camera for him to edit and stuff. So that was a fun episode, but it was very stressful. For Haley. Not for me. <laughs> not for you. <laughs> yeah, nothing was stressful for you. Once the scripts are out, you're just like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the, the most useful I've ever been on set was when we filmed our um, Oz Comic Con episode where they actually went to mm-hmm. a pop culture convention here. Um, and that was another case where, so that's our final, episode. Haley's like getting shudders from remembering <laughs> this episode, but um, that was our final episode in, in the writing process of it. And so Haley's like, oh, you know, why don't we do something special for the last episode? Because I hadn't written it. I kind of written all five in in one kind of group and then we were filming and stuff. And so I hadn't written the last one. She's like, yeah, let's do something special. And we knew that um, time-wise... Oz Comic Con was happening soon. She's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, we 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 filmed there, like we did, you know, 
like the little tag was at Oz Comic Con, you know, maybe make the episode them getting ready to to go there. I was like, yeah, that's a pretty cool idea, Haley. All right, yeah, I'm gonna go write that, and I went off and wrote it. And then I you also it. like, how are we gonna do that? I'm not gonna get to film it. I'm like, like yeah, we can't do that. We can't do that. It's like, we'll just film outside the convention, and we'll get like people in the background. I'm like, okay, yeah. So I went away to write it. Then I came back. I was like, okay, Haley, I set the whole episode there. Here you go. <laughs> And it was like all all interiors, all within the convention. I was like, we, was like, yeah. we can't do this. This is not possible. Like, that's not my problem, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> but you did end up filming inside, didn't you? Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. We did. Then, was that difficult like, to arrange? We, yeah. Because I, mean, I had to convince Haley, like, it'd be really cool. Let's do it. We could totally do it. And then I did kind of get uh, Tiana and Louise on my side. I was like, guys, wouldn't it be so cool if we filmed it all at Oz Comic Con? So we bullied Haley into it. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. And, um, yes, that has some... That was a longer shoot. Yeah, that um, was a bit more complicated shoot. Um, we... I looked after the bag. Sorry, that's where that yeah. story was going. It's because we were at <laughs> Comic Con. <laughs> um, we were kind of going rogue and all uh, guerrilla style. So when we got in there... Um, we had a very small crew, so um, yeah, everyone just gave me the bags, and I sat in a corner. I watched the bags like a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> the bags escaped me. <laughs> um, while the rest of us went out and actually made the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one. I mean, it was worth it, but it took us three days, and a con a con mm-hmm. only went for two days, so. A third of that episode is actually filmed on a different weekend when the convention's not on. Mm-hmm. Um, just to break the magic. Yeah. <laughs> it's not at all. Um, so it was just very sneakily um, I still really shot. like the episode. Though. I mean, it has it looks so cool. There's so many um, people cosplaying in the background, and everyone was really nice. We just went up and asked them, hey, it's okay if we you know, film you for this little scene. Mm-hmm. Everyone was pretty much into it. Yeah. So the way, I, so I've written it, but I knew that well, we can't guarantee what we're gonna get on the day. So I've written it in a way that um, it was flexible, and and yeah. then we structured our shoot in the way of like, well, this is one hundred percent necessary, so we should film this first, and then we slowly got to parts that weren't as necessary, mm-hmm. um, so that when yeah we got busted. <laughs> <laughs> um, we c- could come back the next weekend and film th- the bits that we weren't able to get at the time. Yeah. yeah. Also, we had to get a photo with Billy Boyd. I mean, that was kind of the least stressful part yeah. of the whole shoot. <laughs> I mean, we, Billy Boyd makes a cameo in our web series, but he doesn't know it. He doesn't know it. <laughs> I don't think he'll mind. He'll probably yeah. never find out. But, I mean, Louise, who plays M, is a big Lord of the Rings fan, so... Because I wrote the episode because I had looked up uh, who are the guests who are going to be there and yeah. he was kind of the best, best one. So I, I wrote it around him. And then when she realized that she was actually going to go get to have a photo with him, she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, so we had to <laughs> and, pay yeah, the con yeah. price of... Uh, it's expensive too. That was an expensive photo. That was expensive. <laughs> um, but now she has a photo of herself dressed as Tina from, from Bob's Burgers with, with Billy the, Boyd. Yeah. <laughs> was that more expensive than the Edward Cullen cutout? Because I heard that was also another expensive prop, getting the <laughs> custom cutout. I think Edward is what? our most expensive prop. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is the most expensive prop. Where is he? You still have him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Currently... you don't want to exactly throw it away. No, no exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's why he makes a cameo in our Christmas episode, because like, we paid so much money for him. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a high quality cutout because like my friends got one of Jacob and as like a prank and he was like twenty dollars and like he was he was crap. Oh, now he's yes. just in the background. The rest of the episode. Yeah. I know he he is really creepy. Like once when we got him, we went through a phase of um, just putting him into everyone's room. Oh. And I came home one night and opened my bedroom door and screamed. Yeah, screamed. I was like. Ah! And I ran away because he was like space. That's what right there. I did. I put him like really close to the door. But the funny thing was that I put him there during the middle of the day, and then I was like, Haley's gonna lose her shit. And then Haley had messaged me to say, Hey, can you get my 
basketball uniform out of my room. I was like, yeah, no problem. And I completely forgot that I put him in there. So I went up into her room and opened the door. I was like, <laughs> So I scared myself before I actually even got to scare Haley. <laughs> but yeah, Edward Cullen, I mean, uh, no regrets about buying him. But <laughs> when, I mean, I think when, so I wrote the episode and, you know, the whole episode is really key to having this cardboard cut out. So yeah. this one's called Edward Cullen Won't Stop Stalking Me. So you're like, we need Edward Cullen. But I think when I wrote it in my mind, I just thought, you know, the Twilight phase is over. People will be, you know, get trying to get a, rid of these things for free. Mm-hmm. Um, it won't be that Trying hard. to cover it up. Forget yeah. about it. But then I think, like, I don't know, like, we'd reached this phase where people didn't even want to admit that they were selling it. They probably just burnt it in their backyard because there was, like, <laughs> none available anywhere online. So and it was pretty close to when we were aiming to shoot the episode where we realized, like, oh, we can't find him anywhere. Yeah, it was um, it was really, really odd. We couldn't find him anywhere. The only places we could find it was, like, one or two things online, and it was going to either come from America or it was going to come from the UK. And like 200 pounds. And first of all, it was ridiculously expensive, and then it was like, it's not even going to come in time. Like, we're already shooting this episode, so it's not going to come in time. And then I was just, like, trawling the internet. And, like, and then we were trying, like, oh, maybe if we got just a different cardboard cutout and just stuck Robert Patterson's face on it, like, maybe that would work. Like, <laughs> I don't think the joke works as well. It was one of those things where I was like, Elise, we can't do it. You have to write around it. And Elise was like, I can't. <laughs> Haley, you don't understand my creative process. <laughs> I was like, I don't think, you know, like, I, I need Edward Cullen. I was like, can it be a poster? She's like, it needs to be a cardboard cutout. I was like, can it be a fa- It needs to be. And it was like, oh, I can't do it. It's like, it's not going to happen. We just can't do it. So I found, and then one day I found this website, which I'd found for a while, and they had a Robert pa- Pattinson cardboard cutout. Yeah, that's cutout. the other thing. We were going, like, maybe we'll just have to get a Robert Pattinson cardboard cutout. But it was like, a, it was a red carpet photo of him in a green suit, and like, he looked nothing like Edward Cullen. I mean, it would, the joke would maybe work, but like, it just wasn't going to be as good. <laughs> but I ended up calling this company because they did custom. Um, cardboard cutout so you could get like you know yourself or like another you know just like whatever you wanted you could get right and I was like I called them up I was like um I know you guys have Robert Pattinson but do you have Edward Cullen and the guy because I I was like I mean obviously you don't because it's not on your website but I just really need an Edward Cullen one and he was so lovely at first I was like yeah 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 I do I'm gonna go and he's like looking online and he was like oh wait whoops Sorry, that's the Vampire Diaries. Like, um, no, your fandoms. <laughs> I was like, yeah. God damn. Um, I was like, it's not the same thing. So he started going through, um, and he was like, "Yeah, no, I don't have it." And he was like, "Yeah, I mean, we really need like a really, really high quality photo to print it anyway. Like, it needs to be There's so many thousands of pixels." Big. And I was like, "Oh God, no, whatever." So I get off the phone with him, and I'm like, "That's not going to work." So I just start trolling the internet for high-quality images of Robert Pattinson slash Edward Cullen. And this is actually now a one-of-a-kind cardboard cutout that does not exist anywhere. That's him at the wedding. Breaking Dawn Part 1. Breaking Dawn Part yeah. 1. It, it was actually a still from the movie that's like him. It's like 4,000 pixels. It's <laughs> massive. It's from him on the wedding and... It's actually a much, much bigger photo, and I, I found it, and I was like, maybe this is big enough. He's like, okay, send me the photo. So I sent him the link to the photo, and he starts downloading it and, like, cropping it. He's like, I think it's going to be a little bit blurry, but, but I think it'll work. I was like, I'm done. Like, do it. Please do it. This is perfect. Thank you so much. Okay, this is, like, four days before we started filming. Yeah. And I was like, how quick, how quick can you make it? He's like, I can print it today and put it in the post tomorrow. Thank God this was in our state in Australia. Yeah. Like, it was in just out of Melbourne that the company was in, like, just per chance. He arrived, like, a day and a half later in the mail in a flat box. Oh, we pulled him out, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Perfect. Doesn't, like, I don't know what the guy was talking about being pixelated or something. You can but- see those baby blue eyes from anywhere. Moving back to, like, creative process stuff, um, what motivates you guys to keep going, to keep working, and how do you balance your work with your, like, money work, working for money? We're lucky because we have each other. Yeah, Yeah. so we can kind of push each other if we're in a slump or something. I mean, 
um, yeah, I guess sometimes it's Haley pushing me to actually write an episode or, or get it done, and then other times it's me pushing Haley to say, we should do it, we can make this. Like, we did a short film a few months ago. It was me and another writer. We found this competition in our state for uh, superhero short films, and we kind of just got together and we wrote it, and but we needed to shoot it in, like, less than four weeks. And we brought it to Haley. He was like, are you guys crazy? We can't shoot a short film in less than four weeks we haven't planned it i was like come on let's do it we could maybe win we could win five thousand dollars yeah it was a five thousand dollar prize um and so yeah i just kept pushing Haley. she just bullied me um and she's like okay yeah fine we did it and it was great we won the five thousand dollars we won the prize for it um, and that was really nice because we were able, we used a lot of the same cast and crew on the short film from our web series, and obviously we didn't couldn't really pay anyone from our web series, mm-hmm. so we were able to use the money that we won to yeah. paid everybody that was on the on the film. Um, and I mean, uh, work wise, uh, I actually I've just recently started working for Screen Australia, which are um, a government funding body here for film and TV. And I work, uh, they have a, a multi-platform and interactive division, which is essentially online web content. Mm-hmm. Um, so now my work is also my passion. Yeah. Um, so I get to watch a lot of web series and help support other web series by um, giving them funding, essentially. Um, does mean that I can't apply for funding, which is <laughs> what we had thought of doing, but Mm-hmm. The job is really good. But, I mean, recently, because uh, we we made our first season a while ago, um, and then we are kind of like, I don't know if we're going to do more because, you know, we had asked a lot of people to work for free mm-hmm. and felt like we kind of called in all our favours and wanted to be able to pay people if we we're going to do more. Um, so that was kind of like stopping us for a while. But then I guess we were becoming more ambivalent, like maybe we could, maybe we shouldn't. Um and then I just went and wrote three more episodes. And I was like, okay, Haley, uh, <laughs> let's do this. We're doing it now, right? And so we're probably going to do more episodes. Yeah. I think it's kind of happening. Kind of realize like the way we work is if I write it, then Haley will eventually have to do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> an unofficial announcement. <laughs> um, so your, tighter, yeah. your title is Writer Slash Bully. Yeah, what I'm getting from this. The first series, yeah, we didn't, we weren't really able to pay people, and that kind of sucked because a lot of the people that we knew were looking for or are now working, doing what they were doing for us, you know. So mm-hmm. anything they do for us is 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 out of friendship and passion and being nice. So I mean, we we paid for things at different points when we kind of needed to. Um, so we put in our own money for that. Again, we have each other so we can split yeah, the cost. Yeah, we split the cost. Um, so helps. You know, like when you're buying an Edward Cullen cardboard <laughs> cutout and you're like, it's a bit of money, you say, well, I'm halving it. Um, and it's very necessary. So I guess we just sort of justify it to each other. I mean, it's really hard to to sort of see what the end is, like, okay, why are we making this? Why are we, like, what's it, what are we going to get out of it sometimes? Mm-hmm. But even if it's just, like, <laughs> the fun that we got to have, it was sort of, like, it, it, we kind of justify that it's worth it um, mm-hmm. to do it. But it is... It, I think we did get a lot out of it, though. I mean, we ended up winning Best New Talent at the Online Video Awards, the second one, where the first one was where we decided. were inspired and decided to do the web series. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool coming back the second year around and winning an award for it. Yeah. And, um, I mean, doing the web series is what helped me got my get my job. And it's also good just to be able to, like, actually have done something. Like, you can say that you want to do writing or you want to produce or you want to direct or whatever, but, I mean, it's not going to happen unless you, you actually do it. So sometimes that's going to cost you money, though. Yeah. But I if you really want to do it, you, you've got to In this up. industry, you kind of have to do something for free at the start because... No one's going to give you money if you can't even demonstrate your skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So actually, the, my next question was going to be, what advice do you have for people trying to uh, balance like working and making art? But you kind of you kind of touched on that. Do you have anything else to add? I mean, find a collaborator. Yeah, <laughs> like don't do it by yourself. Um, you don't have to. Like, find no... a twin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, we've legitimately told people, like, just get a twin. <laughs> like, I just, yeah, I don't think there's any reason to do it by yourself. Like, so many people out there, that's what we discovered really quickly, is, like, so many people out there are trying to do the exact same thing, and, like, if you have more of you, it's going to be better. Like, I think it's still really hard to find someone that you can have a, a work relationship with and a yeah. personal relationship. But I guess yeah, you also have to understand, like, if it's your baby, like if it's your idea, and you're you're always going to be the one that's more passionate about it. Like it's always going to mean more to you than it is to other people, and you can't mm -hmm. expect them to put it in front. Yeah. If if it's your idea, so I mean that that's something that we that I in making the series was very aware of in terms of like trying to find a, a DOP who was going to shoot it for free. I was like, what do you want to do? How do you want it to look? Like how can I let you you're doing this for free so how can I let you get something out of it kind of thing um I think also just just make it yeah <laughs> like, like, everybody says that yeah but. I think it doesn't even really matter if it's shit um just having that behind you already shows that you're somewhat serious about doing this and talk to other creators we've done <laughs> yeah. that a bit now how about First fun question. Cross-universe shipping. Harry Potter characters with Star Wars characters. I feel like Ray is kind of a Ginny. Yeah. Ray and Harry. I can see that. Ray and Harry. Ray is way too cool for Harry, though. <laughs> yeah. Ginny like, like, is too cool for Harry. Yeah. Only, like, that would only be awesome for Harry. Like, that wouldn't be yeah. right for, for Ray. Um, <laughs> I mean, what about Ray and Ginny? Yeah. Actually, yes. They can... Yes, them. Um, I would Finn and Hermione. They're like, because Finn is also a Ron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Finn that would be kind of cute. Uh, that would mean that Hermione and Ron are the same ultimate universe. Um, Let it go, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a, like, Jar Jar Binks. Um, <laughs> Dabby. <laughs> <laughs> Except Dobby is way better than Jar <laughs> Okay. Jobby. So, also, my dirty secret in the Star Wars episode of our show when one of the characters says Jar Jar Binks is my favorite character. Mm -hmm. That was what? me when I was a kid. <laughs> I was, I was. I mean, that was a lot of kids. Yeah. And us, yeah, I was in like first grade and I loved Jar Jar Binks. So he was my favorite character. And I've since realized that that's a terrible mistake. <laughs> I, I really liked I, episode one as a child. Yeah, like it's a good kids movie. <laughs> It's yeah, a we terrible watched, yeah. anything else movie. Um, yeah, so Jaja Banks and Dobby, Ray and <laughs> Harry, Hermione and Finn, yeah, and Poe. I want to say Poe and Sirius. Hmm. Lupin. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with the Marauder. I feel like he would like one of the Marauders. Do Bellatrix like and the Sith Lord, because it's kind of like the Voldemort. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Tom, Marvolo, Riddle, and young they're both like our family suck god yeah <laughs> yeah this is just like more it's more so interesting that they like, kind of like all these archetypal characters match up yeah in well yeah you, but we're not really like, like draco and kylo ren also would work together yeah. hmm. that's probably better what about your hogwarts houses um, I am a Ravenclaw. I'm a Gryffindor. Um, I did go through Pottermore and I was a Hats doll. And it was either a Hufflepuff or Gryffindor. I just had to choose. Like, I had to choose. So, I'm a Gryffindor, obviously. <laughs> um, I think it would... Uh, when you were younger, you... Yes, when, if I was 11, getting photo of each, for sure, would be Gryffindor. Maybe now, kid, I would, like, be chill and Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I was 11, I would still definitely be a Ravenclaw. Yeah. OTP? Oh, yeah. It's a tricky question. It's the best. Maybe. Maybe. Already, or maybe you already know. I mean, like, it's always... It's like, obvious. Sorry, just one moment. 
this is another visual cue for everybody listening, but um, this is my Ron and Hermione bobblehead. Oh. They're different bubbles. Yeah. But, um, different species. Ron and Hermione, my I, I probably wouldn't have finished reading Harry Potter if Ron and Hermione were not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was reading for the romance. Yeah. Haley, like, I recommend books to Haley and stuff, and if there's not a, doesn't even be the main part of the story, but if there is no good love sideline story, I just know she's not going to read it <laughs> and not be interested. Mm. So, book, it's Ron and Hermione, and on TV, it's Jim, Jim and Pam from mm. The Office. See, I think you have better, um, like, clear cut. Like, I can't think of, like, I've always shipped a certain amount of characters. I mean, I really... Well, at least it's not interested in love. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do like seeing some characters. I mean, I guess recently that I've been invested in is uh, Fitz and Simmons on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm watching that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, I really love the um, his Dark Materials book series, like Golden Compass. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe terrible. But I really love those books, and they have, um, well, just the lead of it, Lyra, is really cool. And then there's a, a boy character in it, but I just really loved uh, how their relationship was written because they're only like 12 or 13 during a book. Um, that, that one was really good. I really like that. But I guess I always liked Harry and Ginny together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though we just sort of insulted <laughs> Harry. I know, but I, thought, like, I, just, I guess I thought Ginny was pretty badass. So I liked when she was around because then Harry would like talk more about her, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's a quick review of where we left off in the continuing story. Suddenly, she turned around to find the cat standing behind her, holding in his hand a watch. What is this, she said. I didn't know that cats could stand on their two hind legs. To her surprise, the cat spoke to her in a voice that sounded almost like, almost like an old wizard. He said to her, I can see you've been preoccupied with the size of this tree. It's rather daunting, isn't it? It reaches so high into the sky. She said, yes, I have been. But really, I wanted to befriend you because I noticed that the book you're reading is a book I also wanted to read as well. Um, The book Stephanie was reading was The Art of War. From behind her back, she pulled a large sword. Teach me, master. That's excellent. Social media. Where can we find you on social media? Uh, My Twitter is at at Elise. That's A-T Elise. Yeah, the at symbol and then A-T Elise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haley, what's yours? I think mine is. Um, <laughs> Don't even know it. This is how often she uses it. Okay. Yeah. H Adams nine. The number nine. H Adams. The number nine. But um, really, if you check out our web series, that would be the best place. So mm-hmm. the web series Twitter is I can't even series, and that's it's the same on Instagram, and it's the same. It's I can't even series dot com. It's I can't even series on Facebook. I can't, I can't even series on Tumblr. Um, you can check us out there. We're not super active at the moment because it's sort of like all being out and stuff, but um, that's the best way to contact us. We can more than happy to reply or hear what you think, or if you want to, like, I don't know, buy Edward Cullen, like, you know, turn him off for charity or something. I don't know. Um, just let us know. We'll do a Kickstarter and Edward Cullen will be like the top oh, prize. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again to our guests, and thanks to our listeners. You can follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at Creativity Time, and make sure you also keep up with the continuing story on Tumblr as well. Until next time, happy tea drinking! Clink! Can't grow up. You're like Peter Pan, who I hate.